Hi, and welcome back to All Things Data. Last week, we started the conversation around what an executive should think about with respect to NLP projects and AI projects. We deemed it the executive's guide to NLP. Today, we figured we would talk a little bit about the considerations on when you are accountable or responsible for these projects themselves. And you want to make sure that you have the best return on investment. These are the considerations that an exec would have to think about when thinking through what's necessary for an NLP project. So without further ado, let's get going. So Victor, how should an exec think about the working considerations required for a successful NLP project? Right. So, I mean, we touched generally last week about all the things of an executive's train of thought that would go into such a project in NLP and AI. And really, at this point, the executive isn't necessarily going to dig into implementation of NLP projects, and they're not really going to source data for you and think of the technology. At that point, really, the executive wants to rationalize in their mind, do we have sufficient and the correct kind of data in this organization or can we source it because there's ways that you can actually look to get data and look to acquire data points that you may not have either you create data and create metadata as needed or you actually buy them from some catalogs or databases and you kind of want to understand not as the executive per se but your team will need to understand a bit of the differences between structured data versus unstructured data and if we're talking about nlp projects we're often largely talking about unstructured data largely it's written data it's type data obviously but it doesn't have the structure of a, let's say a spreadsheet or you know a bunch of signals that are coming from some kind of system periodically so it doesn't have that kind of rigorous structure, which makes it that you have to create the structure from it. So that's often where the executive's mind needs to be is they need to ensure that the enterprise, the organization has enough NLP expertise in its staff, obviously, that they can properly manipulate all this text. So the unstructured data. Now, once you've done that manipulation, you actually need people to use those signals and do something with them. So at that point, you would often pass it off to a team of data scientists or AI specialists who will have to create some kind of algorithm to do the thing that you expect from your unstructured data that's not been structured from text. And you need machine learning engineers or software engineers and infrastructure people to set up the entire system that those two groups have created and make it into like a holistic application or part of an application that can feed into something else or that can give you a result that you would need. It's like a many layered cake. It takes some work and it takes some foresight, but it's definitely doable and it's possible to, to think about this as an in-house project for sure. That seems like a lot of work. Is this something they should consider doing in-house instead? It's a possibility to do this in-house. As we sort of started alluding to, it does take several parts of a team to do this successfully. So really the answer is maybe. And the I guess to go in deeper, it's given the right staff. So given that you have NLP expertise in your staff, given that you have data scientists to do the work after the NLP work has been done, maybe it's one person that's doing all of that, but unlikely. And then you need to be able to productionize LP and AI. So, I mean, it takes quite a bit of work often 
It also takes the ingenuity and foresight and thinking on the cultural level. So you want to be an organization that is thinking about innovative things and also considering new kinds of algorithms and new kinds of methods to do things and not kind of just stuck in what's working and what's paying the bills at all times. Obviously, you need to keep paying your bills, but if you can sort of leapfrog your competition by using some of these techniques, it makes a lot of sense, obviously. One thing that you do think about generally, given that you do have this staff, is does my staff have enough bandwidth to do it? Uh, is the cost prohibitive for me to do this because I might assign a staff off of a project to another project? All these kind of considerations happen just in people management generally, but that's not specific to NALP project, that's across all projects. And then if you're considering doing something that is not in your staff's expertise, you have to think then, okay, well, do I know and have the ability to get the right training? Can we get the right systems in place? Do we have the right development tools? It's probably something that you're going to have to ask of your CTO or whoever is beneath them who are making these sort of like critical decisions. And then if you don't have all of that, you have to think of hiring. And if you really do want to do this in-house, hiring would be sort of like the last mile of this, but then you have to onboard them and that takes some more time. So it all depends on how quickly you expect to have this project live, because if you want it much faster, you probably won't be able to just do everything yourself. Got it. If not in-house, how about using contractors for your NLP project or maybe an off-the-shelf platform? Right. So yeah, those are, I guess, the two other options if you're not doing it in-house. That makes a lot of sense. You, It's sort of like, you know, you get the hired gun to come in and like be the expert that's going to help you guys get to this project. It's There's good and bad about contractors. The good is obviously that you're getting their expertise and you're probably getting something done much quicker. You're gonna have some price to pay, that's fine. You understand that there's a cost to a contractor. What you may lack is in the world of hybrid work and remote work, they may not be in your office all times, which may have sort of a bit of a fracture in culture. They may not know exactly how to work with you guys. So you may get to a place where they're, you're building a bridge sort of like from two sides and it doesn't quite meet in the middle kind of thing. And Given all of that, and let's say that the project does get implemented and goes into production and goes live, you may, in the end, lack support because they may have done things either in a substandard way or in a different way that you don't know about, or it may be very complicated and your staff doesn't quite know exactly how to support it. And even if they documented well, that sort of kind of goes away with time, right? Documentation gets stale and people kind of lose the knack for looking for it and for using it. So you kind of want to pass the torch along quite a bit. And because they're a contractor, this doesn't happen with all of them, but it could very well happen that they may lack foresight. They don't know your business intimately. They don't know all the little ins and outs. And again, with the culture thing, they don't know how your staff is going to work with this in the future. So they may not make it exactly how an internal staff may have done it. So yeah, there's some risks with contractors, but there's also obviously some rewards where it's a much faster thing. Now with a ready-made like off-the-shelf platform, of course, that's usually like the quick and easiest way to get these projects done because somebody's done a lot of that heavy lifting for you and they're often saying, throw data in here and on the other side will come out wonderful results, right? So that can be extremely quick to deploy, especially given that 
you'll probably have another team who's going to come and deploy it, unless it's just a platform that sort of lives as a SaaS offering and doesn't really require any crazy installation. But for these kind of payloads and projects, it probably does require some form of customization, which means that you'll get them in-house for a period of time doing some work. And often there will be some kind of training, usually on their platform, but along with that comes some tips and tricks and some gotchas that you may not know of from just like, you know, reading manuals and whatnot, right? From that training, you can imagine that you're going to have obviously user training, but you're going to have likely some administrative tra administrator training, which is going to lead for your, to your team being very good on that platform. So the risk there is that you now get vendor login. So if there are, let's say, four or five competing platforms that can do the thing you want, you may have bought the big shiny, amazing looking Ferrari version. Really, you didn't need a Ferrari, you only needed whatever, a regular normal car, like a Hyundai. So why buy the Ferrari? So by being locked into that, you may end up overpaying or not quite satisfied by the entire thing. And the last little bit is the last disadvantage, I guess, with these off the shelf platforms is that when there are really large companies behind them, you often need consultants that come along with it. So you can think of that. This doesn't happen all that often in NLP and AI. There are large companies though, but you can think of the worlds of like SAPs and PeopleSoft and Oracle and ADP. They usually come with like a slew of consultants that you're also paying for in the large contract. So that's baked into the price, which is good and bad. You know, sometimes they're great consultants and do the things that you really need. And sometimes they're kind of not amazing. But again, so are contractors and so can your staff be as well. And then finally, because the source code of the platform doesn't belong to you, it's a closed proprietary system and it may lack some features that you're looking for. So imagine that it gets you 80% of the way there, but you may still need to have a little team of data scientists who can do some NLP to add on whatever else you were missing. Yeah, so again, there's the ability to do this in-house, there's the ability to do this with contractors, and there's the ability to do this with an off-the-shelf platform. Often, it will be based on the size of company you are, how many projects you have on the go, and obviously, you know, how liquid your cash is because you're going to have to spend some money and, and bite the bullet on this, either to buy a platform or to pay for contractors or to displace some work that's currently going on. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Again, we got considerations for an executive when they're deploying NLP and AI projects. This was All Things Data, and tune in next week for another episode. Have a great week.